johnsyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. We are back and we are ready to roll for another issue of SportsInsiderRadio.com. What is going on, guys? We got week one under the books. We had two of us attend NFL football games. You guys have a perfect in attendance at the stadium 2-0 record. Well, I had a very cool experience traveling uh, right up the 95 for all those people that are not on the East Coast, I'm sure you're very familiar. goes from Florida all the way to Maine. Jumped on it 6 o'clock in the morning because I, I still had stuff to do Saturday night. Didn't want to make it a big ordeal. Got an opportunity to, to sit in amazing tickets that a client hooked us up with. And, man, what an experience. Free buffet, stone crabs, I mean, lobster, anything you can think of. And then on the best present of them all was the Ravens going in there in a rainy Meadowlands, sorry, MetLife Stadium in which they, they handled business and got the job done. So I think the first weekend of the NFL season was extremely entertaining from a fan standpoint, but it was extremely profitable for all the Sharps because I just saw the numbers that we were catching on the totals early in the week that were able to sustain. And, and a lot of games, in a sense, came down to those numbers. And the fact that we had the better number early in the week was the detriment to our work and to our commitment to scalping the market and finding those market inefficiencies. And, man, what a good run on Sunday. Again, not getting overly excited. That's not what we do. But obviously, when we put in the work and, and we feel that the process is is solid, that's all you can hope for. And obviously, the results will come from that. So it was great. Beautiful. Well, we're waiting for Dave as he is still in Seattle, I believe. And uh, he's uh, I'm trying to find a nice, quiet place to call in on the air as he uh, didn't just go to the game. He went to the game Monday night. We were going to talk about – that's why I said there's 2-0 and in attendance. Dave had Seattle plus the uh, – what was his – Seven. He, what did he got? He got it at seven, then it went down to six. We, no. I mean, it went down to six at some point, but we all – when we played it early in the day on Monday, we all had seven. 
And that's that's coming yeah. from numerous syndicates, including Dave, who actually had a uh, at-the-window ticket on there. But all my guys, as soon as it hit the ticker to seven, it was an auto bet for us. It's a really good spot for a home team on a big Monday night, especially with a little bit of revenge, you know, twisted in there. But, yeah, if you were waiting to post, again, it's funny because I have clients that reach back out to me, and I told them that signed up late in the day, they had six. So I told them not to play it. And I get the calls the next morning. I should have just bet the money line. They won outright. It didn't even matter. You know, that's the type of stuff that I get. And, you know, I stick to my guns. If you don't have seven, you're not betting it. Now, for a guy on Tuesday morning, it makes no sense. And he can't conceptualize the fact that they won outright. They could have gotten plus three, plus four, plus five, plus six. It wouldn't have mattered. They would have won. And I keep trying to explain to him it's not about the game. It's about the number. And over a scale of thousands and thousands of bets, if you follow our lead, you are going to be set up for success. If you do it your way, you're going to fail because there's a lot of times when it does come down to the number and that six is going to lose because you're getting that touchdown. So, you know, it's hard to explain to them, John. It's hard to really get them focused and understand because they're so used to those individual selected high profile one game scenarios where they have to play it. It's hard for them to lay off. They just signed up. They're, they're committed for the season, but still it's that the games on TV, I have to bet scenario. So I, I think that most of the guys are very understanding, but there's still going to be a few that go, well, I should have just bet the money line. That's it's it's funny. It's like the always the the Tuesday morning quarterback will tell you, "Well, I should have just." T-. And it's not the case. So we have a lot of guys that are completely dialed in. They get it. I mean, I know you saw the record over the weekend. And for the new listeners that are tuning in, I extracted our other groups that we deal with that Dave is very familiar with that are catching the best number every time, including Dave. And I draw them into a consensus. And for guys that are not comfortable with playing the extreme high volume like Dave does and just want to have us extract the consensus plays, it went not 1-0, not 2-0, 7-0 from Saturday to Monday. Again, I am not jumping up and down and telling John, man, we're never going to lose. That's not the case. We had a really listen, good I'm brought, li- Listen, it. I'm brought – I got, you know – Again, I'm not one of these guys that buys followers on YouTube. That's another gimmick. And on Instagram, I got 1,990. I'm trying to get it to 2,000 pure followers on you on YouTube. I did a video at 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 uh, 3:30 going over line movements on Sunday, a live stream. I'm live streaming right now. If you're on YouTube, you can listen to this radio show. Here's the bottom line: no mention of the seven. Never came back on the stream. Never came back on the YouTube channel, Mike. Never came on Monday. None of this posturing. I'm 7-0. Listen, I understand marketing better than anybody in this business. I've been doing this for 35 years. I'm not, I'm not going to tell you and name names. You guys who know, know. There's certain guys out there that I find completely entertaining. And I also find wrestling entertainment, but I know it's not real. 
So, you know, you take your kids to see uh, the Raw, WWE, WWF, you know you're going to a circus that happens to be what I call sports entertainment. If you get excited because a guy's jumping up and down saying, I'm 7-0, and I'm 7-0, and and I got – then you're, you're, you're done. You're just never going to make any money. That's why I always tell people those who bark the loudest when they win usually aren't winning that much because they need to highlight that winning. And so, like I said, from a marketing point of view, I understand with social media, Twitter, Google, everything, all the different engines, TikTok, you name it, that – the people, when you go on there, the salaciously trying to draw you in with the exact opposite of what Brian Blessing said. Throw out the results from the last games. They don't mean anything going forward. And so from a business point of view, you could actually say, uh, man, you went 7-0 and this weekend and you're just talking about it casually and you never went back online to social media. You never went on any of your Instagrams. You never, yeah, because it's not important. I could have easily, we could have easily went 0 and 7. It wouldn't matter long term variance. So, a lot of people, again, claim that they want to treat their wagering as a business. It's just a false claim. As they would say, it's a false flag. It's just nobody that calls here and says, show me what you can do for the weekend or show me what you can do on Thursday night wants to win. They want confirmation of their own bad opinion. That is the psychology that's never going to change. So, to sit here and be cool as a cucumber and you're sitting there and you're shaking your head, why me, why me? And you're saying, man, I went one and seven this week. Well, even if you went one and seven this week and if you didn't have access to information, that really doesn't matter anyway because we know from a statistical point of view, if you throw the darts at the board, you're going to be 50% at the end of the season. You, the listener, non-subscriber, will just gladly pay the grease, pay the vig, to the bookmakers, and you will bet 100 games, and you will win 50, and you will lose 50. Now, I know Dave doesn't like when I talk about statistics because it's not relative to beating the closing, beating the number, Mike, but since he's not on here, I'm just going to roll with it till he pops on, unless he pops on while I'm talking. And here's the thing. What I said in the beginning of the season, as in pre-week one, Mike, is that the line makers do such a good job on the closing number that the closing number is exactly 50%. And as of right now, after week one, there's been 16 completed football games. If you've bet every favorite, you've won eight games. If you've bet every dog, you've won eight games. You're exactly eight and eight on the closing number. I'm not talking about beating the number earlier in the week. Also, there's a, always, there's a slight skew to the home teams. You'll be about 51% the entire season, which doesn't mean you'll make money. You'll lose juice. You'll have more wins and losses, but you won't make money if you just blindly bet every home team. After week one, if you've bet every home team, you're 9-7 and seven ATS. Nine home teams covered, seven road teams covered, and, what, and those, that is why it's so hard to beat when you're betting at post and you're not trying to beat the number because the line makers literally are so good, the computers are so good, that you could have flipped a coin on all 16 games last week and just gone 8-8. Eight and eight. I've been listening well, what to I you will... for a minute. I've been listening. Oh, hey, buddy. How, hey, are how are you? How are you? How's no, Seattle weather? Is it, are you getting sun or are you getting rain? No, it seems perfect. I mean, it feels like it's like 60, so I don't know. feels good. 
You're so, so I, you know, I, 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 Mike says that I, you know, he doesn't, you don't like the short term. I'm talking only about the closing number. Then we'll move on, which is it is kind of ironic that if you bet every game, if you're a public square, you bet every game at post. You're eight and eight this week. Whether you bet the Dolphins or favorites. But what, yeah, so what it was it was it was nice nice balance of um, favorites and dogs. Right, which that's probably what we're going to get most of the time, right? Right. Well, right, and it, and I think that uh, pre- predominantly what I'm seeing from betters now, I'm talking about recreational betters. We're not talking. We're talking about the you know the the standardized recreational book betters that are with FanDuel, DraftKings, and so on. Those guys are sitting there and they're hammering player prop parlays, parlays. You know, you see online all those crazy tickets, $10 wins 20000 Those are the guys that are just, they're in it for entertainment, and it's, it's it. Nobody ever will call me and tell me they're doing it as a business and they're betting player prop, player prop parlays every day. It's, it's simply all they're doing. So they're... They're moving the needle based on a complete entertainment value. So when we, and as Sharps and, and Dave being one of the biggest ones out there, he knows that. And, and that's where he finds so much value because for, for people that are new to the radio show, Dave keys sharp books that are not backing winners out. So when he's, he's basically following the money, he's not following a trend. He's not following a statistical edge because one quarterback is better against the, the, the zone defense or when they're playing cover two safeties. <laughs> He's not following that. Dave is following the money, and he understands the variance that he doesn't have to be a fan of the game to make money doing this, which I feel like a lot of clients, Dave, they, don't under, they can't understand that. They can't figure out how you don't have to know the players and be successful at this because they're so used to the, well, what do you mean? They, they lost last week, and now the Dolphins are coming into the Ravens, and they had a really good week, and they, they shut down a Bilicek. I mean, that matters a little bit into the power rankings, but then you have to follow the money. Just like I said, I don't know if you saw the beginning of the show, if you jumped on already, where I told guys on Monday, Midway through the afternoon when it was six, six and a half, you're laying off. You're not playing this game. You're not buying up to the number. And, and the next day, they couldn't understand why I did that, even though I told them why. I, you see what I'm saying, Dave? So yeah, it, it's a battle that I'm in. But you know what? This is what I'm here for, and that's why you don't talk to clients, because you will literally <laughs> yeah, drive yourself crazy. insane. You go crazy. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't handle it. Can I, can I ask but, Dave a variance question? Yeah, thanks. So, when you, you, since you ha- since you happen to go to the game, anybody that's a quote unquote marketing handicapper, you know, one of these guys at lock of the year, game of the month nonsense that we're exposed to in the industry. If you saw a guy and he was running a commercial, he said, "I told everybody I had the lock of the year on Seattle." Yeah, we had Seattle, but let's talk about variance. What is the statistical odds that you're going to get two fumbles on the goal line and a missed field goal? I mean, can you can all can, we are also all intelligent enough to say the variance just bounced in our direction on Monday. Very easily should have lost that game. And when you look at just the two fumbles, well, I don't know. Like, I don't know because well, I don't know because if they get in on on uh on the first on the first goal line, if they get get in on the first one. 
strategy changes a little bit. Right. Um, plus, they did get the one flag when they were when they were backed up, so that's variance as well. So it's tough to really look at it like that. I mean, I, I flags are variance too. You know, sometimes you run good on flags or penalties or whatever. So a, a lot of it's pass interference calls, and stuff did, like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it did go in, in our direction. I mean, sometimes it has to, right? It was a fun game. Oh, but yeah, for a lot game. of it is just variance. In football, a lot of it's a lot of it's variance. Balls bouncing off of someone's helmet right into the other player's arms. I mean, that's why it's probably got the highest. I don't want to say it, there's a lot of short-term luck, good and bad luck for teams. It's not like basketball; right. they go down, no, they go down, no, they and it averages out more just on a game-to-game basis. Football, I mean, one bad bounce and and that's a you know a big swing. 10 points, 14 well, points, just from one one bad break. Right, and let's talk about, I just, this is an interesting stat, and these are stats that has nothing to do with picking winners, but I found it interesting after week one of, or true week one of college football. So if you bet the number eight teams, the top, so I'll just do it. Alabama, public betting, high percentage. Alabama minus 21 and a half, loser. Georgia minus 53, number two, loser. Ohio State minus 44 and a half, number three, loser. Michigan minus 53, number four, loser. Number five, Clemson minus 45 and a half, loser. Number six, Texas A&M minus 18, loser. Number seven, minus 30, Oklahoma minus 34, loser. Number eight, Notre Dame minus 20 and a half, loser. So if you bet the top eight teams in the top 25 just because you woke up and you go, these are the best teams, you went a flat 0-8. Now, the question that I have for you is these were all huge double-digit favorites. These lines get adjusted after week one, or is it just of the college, or is it just they were playing such horrible, no-name, you know, useless teams that you're just going to always want to – I don't like to use the word auto-bet in this situation, but grab the plus 45, grab the plus 50. I'll let you guys run with that. I don't know. I think I think the dogs just came out – Barking. I mean, because some weeks you'll see them just all the favorites will roll, and it's a bloodbath for the sports book. Right. But yeah, I was seeing, I was seeing one one school go one one great school go down after another, just straight up too. That was incredible. Right. Wish now, I had a bunch of money. Now, on Dave, because um, I'm I follow the trends of what you do year after year, and it's just like maybe it just sits in my memory extremely well why is it of late maybe this season in particular i didn't see you take as many favorites years ago you were predominantly a dog player which again this is prior to me being completely versed and understanding on market edge playing i literally was a robot you gave us a play we were able to facilitate it to all the clients i really didn't understand the methodology yet now that i do it makes perfect sense but I'm just seeing a trend. There's a lot more favorites in your arsenal that you're playing. And is that because the public is moving the line a lot more? Because maybe give an explanation because I'm, it's kind of a question. Yeah. It's a fan question as well. Yeah, that's a good question. Why that is. No, that's a, yeah, that's a good question. Because the lines are more efficient. Basically, in the early 2000s, you could just take – I hate to say it, but you, yeah, you almost take every dog in, at post, especially where I was at in – Vegas, 
and there was always an extra point, point and a half. So that's why it was. It, we pretty much had every dog and every big handle game, and now it just doesn't work like that. But the overall global market's more efficient, <clears throat> and uh, the places realize that well, we can't just give everybody a point, point and a half on these contrarian spots. They're going to make money, and they've been burned so much through the years. Over a big sample size, it's more they're more careful about about doing that, about just giving you line value. So that's the perfect. That's the answer. Yeah. yeah, that's very see. It's something I learned something new every day, John. I had no idea. I, I always thought something had to do with that, but I didn't understand. I never actually asked them personally regarding that. So live on air, everybody that's listening now, really, you know, you get it. There's so much more to this then, hey, we're taking a team based on an opinion. There's no opinions here. This is all math. This is all understanding how to attack the markets, which changes every year. I mean, Dave and myself are very intertwined with, with other groups that are moving the needle, that originate the wagers. And how do you think that is, Dave, that these guys are moving the, the needle internationally at all these, you know, off-brand books, is that really affect your lines in Colorado, or they don't coincide day to day or minute to minute? Well, they do, but not as much as they should, I guess. So, got it. So, so yeah, obviously they're going to move to the offshore action, but it's same thing. It's like Vegas in the early 2000s. They they throw you a bone all over the place and just don't realize they're leaking as much money as they are. That's pretty much why I'm in Colorado. But but Vegas is it, they've become more sophisticated than that. But like I said, you, you got to get it while while it's fresh, and it's fresh right now. So I'll be in Colorado for a while doing this. <clears throat> I don't know. Are they ever going to really? Well, there's going to be. Listen, there's when there's one when one door closes and another one, one will open. Yeah, yeah of course, course. Same, and. Yeah. And and you've really you know you've really hit home without you know with with me, uh, John. I think I've got him over the ledge as well with looking at the bigger picture of trying to grow this business that we have to and scale it to the next levels. And I, I do believe that the clientele that is coming into this now, where they're able to see and understand that market edge betting is a very lucrative business or are the guys that literally after Sunday and after the weekend, look, we had a good weekend. And I say this because the clients that are listening to the radio show can get transparency that they received all those selections. So they're saying, you know what? I'm getting texts while live on air. So, yep, you did. Congrats. Thank you for being transparent because we've been on the show before. You personally have come on and say, look, I had a bad week. It's Okay. And I think people like to hear that more and more that we're so transparent in what we do that we're not hyping up individualized games. We hype up sports. We know football has an amazing edge. We don't say that as much about baseball. We try our best to, to get mm-hmm. an edge in baseball, but football right. is where it's at. You know it. College yeah, basketball right. is where it's yeah. at. So, yeah, no, you're right. Clients are, are, are all in, Dave. And I think we've gotten them to the point where. It took a couple years to break those bad habits with 
with multiple guys. But I think like the new breed, the new client that is seeing your stuff on your Instagram channel and seeing the transparency, they're more fascinated by this by this business model. And I think now more and more are are understanding that what they've been doing for years when they're buying different subscriptions and and dealing with guys that are hyping up games is not a lucrative. It's more of a a rush. They they hit five in a row. They think they've they're mastered the system. But in reality, if you if you don't have a mathematical edge every single night with what you're doing, I think I don't believe it's a sustainable business model. Well said. You took the words out of my mouth. You you've been doing that a lot lately. Good good stuff. Well, you mentored me for many for for a long time, and I think this last six months leading up to football season, sitting in on all those mentorship calls. So we do get, and I know you've been posting on Instagram um, about mentorship. I think for for a new listener, please go on his Instagram page. What is it? And, bet like and Dave. Good, BetLikeDave.com. Sign up for a consultation. It's free. Doesn't cost you a single penny. There's other options on there. If you're looking for other options, just go on there and see for yourself. You get to speak to myself or Micah, and we'll put you in the right vehicle to be for success. Nobody's here trying to sell the Thursday night football game. That's not our business model. We don't care. We might not even play it. It's, it's not how we do business. We're already scalping lines for Thursday. I mean, sorry, for the Saturday for college football. We already have a play in there that the line has moved two and a half points. I mean, the stuff like this is, is inevitable. Now that we have literally, I, me personally, I have so much information at my disposal because I'm tracking all these offshore books. Dave knows what I'm talking about. I'm seeing what Dave is on. Usually when these guys are aligning on the same game, the price is right. And we're going in on those type of plays for guys that are looking for low volume. If you're looking for high volume, you get on Dave's Telegram channel, you get every single one of his edges, every single one of his releases in real time. Nobody does that in this industry. And then on top of it, we're helping you with coaching and money management. I mean, what else could you ask for in a consulting company that's giving you this type of product? I, I know I've never seen it. So maybe I'm just excited. Yeah, it's really growing. It, it, it's, it's really growing, growing right? in all directions, uh, which, which I, I thought that from the beginning, but I just didn't know the direction. But I knew it would all fall into place, and it, and it should grow even more. Things that we're not oh, offering now, ways to help people. We should expand upon what we're doing now. So it's exciting. So I couldn't miss Oh, we're doing today. it. I mean, we're we're all in. We're all in, man. Life yeah, is good, yeah. that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, life's real good. That's an understatement. <clears throat> so, so when are you going back day, to Colorado? Yeah, sorry going back? it's loud, too. This is the quietest place I'm at. Um, I'm going back late tonight. Yeah, so... I'll be there and getting ready for this nice five-day stretch again. And there, I see there's two games on Monday night this time. That's interesting. Well, there's always in the beginning of the season a doubleheader. There's always a doubleheader in the beginning of the season. It's usually week one, though, right? Uh, it is usually week one, and I was going to bring that up last week that I was surprised <clears throat> it wasn't week one, but obviously they had some scheduling issues. Um, but, yeah, that's that's – oh, by the way, we were talking about – 
the top eight teams not covering um, this week. But as a whole, if you bet every NCAA game so far this season, just for the listeners that want to know, 53% of all favorites have covered 93, 82, and one push on the closing number. 93 favorites have covered. 82 favorite uh, underdogs have covered and one game is closed on the number. So it's actually the edges to the favorites. But as I've always said for years and years and years, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Dave, they make a more efficient line on the teams that have the highest handle. So there, I, I do believe that those little schools that people really aren't even looking at, which is part of this equation, kind of the same thing in basketball with the top 25 of college basketball these little schools kind of get overlooked and do you, am I, or you can correct me if I'm wrong. It, should I make the assumption that that line is probably not as efficient as uh, the Alabama line? This, the, the smaller games. Yeah. The little schools yeah, that the, nobody would even know. Well, about. Yeah. In, in, in theory, the bigger the event, the more efficient the line in theory. So the Super Bowl right. is now the most efficient line. Um, you know, uh, Princeton versus Cornell college basketball game, not as efficient in theory, but right. sometimes. So does that mean, case. does that mean every Island game, i.e. Thursday night, yeah, those are, yeah. Uh, Sunday night, Monday efficient. night are, are yeah. more efficient all over the place. Yeah. Full game betting, second half betting <clears throat> in play. Yeah. They're going to, they're going to have, with 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 just that game to worry about, in theory, yeah, it's going to be more efficient. That's right. So, gotcha. Yeah, but still, still money to be made. So, Mike, why don't you, you, you walk hope... through these guys? Go ahead. I'm sorry, Dave. No, you just hope there's some type of public skew there. You hope right. that you hope that the public's loaded on one side, like they were in the Bronco Seattle game. You know, and they, so, and they lost. Let me, so. Let me ask you a question that you might not know the answer to. I have many clients that use the screen, the DB screen, and they want to know when an alert comes across and says steam play, what is making that alert? What is the, do, do you even know? You may not know. Like, what is, do you, is, why? Like, why did that alert come across? Yeah, there's a million. You hear them? I mean, yeah, that's hard. There's a million reasons. I mean, an injury, a sharp bet. Um, Got it. Weather. There's yeah, they're just taking so much money. A lot of times, well, they don't. To be a steam play, it's usually not a public, not the public. It's usually a sharp bet or an injury. Those are the two Got the two it. reasons. The sharp syndicate loading up on something. And then it and then it moves globally. They're just getting as much down money down as they can. Because you'll never really see a steam play on an NFL side right before the game starts. You just don't really see that. Right, well, it like would I'm take getting so you... much money to do that because they, because the stakes are through the roof at that point. <clears throat> and two, um, it would be hard to steam it because they've taken so much money that it. it, it takes millions of dollars probably to move it a half point everywhere. Because I, I see the max right at post. I mean, it's crazy, crazy the max. You could bet a couple of dollars. You mean in the, NFL, in the NFL? I wouldn't really move it. 
Yeah, that probably wouldn't even move it globally. Or it wouldn't, actually. Yeah. So, Mike, let's but talk about the mentorship. So when these guys oh, – oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Dave. No, but the same $100,000 in bets on Tuesday would move the line globally if you were sharp. Ah, because it's not the money. It's when the money's being moved. Got it. Yeah, it's a sliding scale. It's a sliding scale. The stakes um, the stakes to, I guess, how the person's done over a big sample size. It's, it, it's a sliding scale. Because, yeah, Sunday night, I mean, you couldn't even – Sunday night going in for the next Sunday – you can't even bet a couple hundred thousand on an NFL game at one at one price, and you would move the line globally with like fifty thousand. But I mean, some people are betting millions of dollars at one book right before the game starts on Sunday. It's crazy. It's crazy how much money they take on these games. It's good, obviously, because then you can never say there's not a way to get to to make a lot of money, dollar wise, because you can always bet NFL, NBA sides for big stakes. So if you can beat those sports, I mean, you're good. You always have work. What was the next topic? Well, I was going to ask you and Mike, when you guys, uh, when these people fill out the form, let's walk the listeners, Mike, through. They go to Bet Like Dave. Um, they fill out they, the form. They go to Bet Like yeah, they they fill out the form, which gives us a kind of, it gives me a little bit of a blueprint of how I should attack that person in terms of, and guide them into either just being on Telegram or actually getting the coaching one-on-one because people want to know how to do the market edges themselves. Logically, they, they, or they want to do it, but they don't really have the bandwidth to be able to sit there and spend four, five hours a day to vote their entire Saturday. Some guys have actually decided to move to Colorado to get the best lines and edges I mean, they all, everybody wants to win. They just don't know the actual process. So if you do the mentorship and you think you want to do this for a living and you have the time and, and to devote to it, not only do you have to have the time, but you have to have a big enough bankroll to start that's going to make you enough of a percentage return that it's going to be enough for you to have a lifestyle and live. Because most people think that they're going to take a little bit of money and it's like hitting the lottery. No, market edges is not hitting the lottery. It might take time for you to build a bankroll, but if you start with a six-figure bankroll, yeah, you're going to make some decent returns every year. If you start with $5,000, $10,000 bankroll, you can't expect to live off that type of money and instantly get lucky. We're not giving you parlay odds on market edges. You're just scalping the market, and over time, if you do it correctly, you're going to grow it. So. The mentorship is a lot of devotion. It's a lot of time. But once you actually sign up and you do want to put in the effort and you learn it, it's like riding the bike. Once you learn it, you should be able to replicate it season after season, year after year. Now, for those that don't think that quitting their current day job and switching careers is the viable option and they want to do it as a side business and an alternate income on top of what they're already doing, daily. Perfect. We put you on Telegram. That is an option when you go to betlikedave.com. You go on and you select the Telegram option. Uh, you don't really need anything less except three, $4,000 bankroll. That's usually the threshold because there is a lot of volume. And again, we play such small percentages 
on each game, we want to make it worth your time to actually make some money throughout an entire season, and that's seasonal. So, obviously, with football is in full swing, we're doing extremely well to start the season. Again, not over-analyzing the numbers. They're good so far, but obviously we will have losing weeks along the way. Nobody is perfect in this business. Just we've had a lot of good beats, but at the end of the day, all I care about is closing value. I really like the value that we're getting on all these games. We're constantly beating the number, and that's all I look at week to week. Are we outperforming the market? And and I have to check off that box for the last two weeks in football we have. So between that, and obviously, if you're, I don't want to count you out for the guy that only has a beginner better that's listening to the show that has a couple hundred dollars in his account and is not ready to do either option. Don't sell yourself short. You could still go to Dave's Instagram page. There's still options for you to get a sample of a weekend or a day, so we're not going to exclude you. We have options for everybody, and we basically give you an opportunity. You could do all three. If you want to get mentored while you're on Telegram, absolutely. We're not going to exclude anybody. We give an option where you could still be successful. Just one option is obviously going to net you a much higher return than doing something on the daily. So I hope that explained it extremely well. If you still have any questions, just go to betlikedave.com and, and you'll be able to get me on the phone and I'll, I'll be honest with you enough. I've turned away so many people for mentorship, Dave, because they, again, they don't know what they're getting themselves into. I don't want to set guys up for failure. I don't want them to pay a commitment to a consulting, then have you on zoom and then not actually follow through because you know, the wife, says it's it's her time on Saturday and it's her time on Sunday and he's he doesn't have the bandwidth to sit there in front of his computers and monitor line moves and do it after work every night. So it's like I don't want to ever set people up for failure. That is not what we're here to do. Um what I've noticed a lot of people that sign up for mentorship, they end up just going on the Telegram channel and they're much happy campers where they're able to still get the same lines as you they're just not originating that line and they're not doing the work they're letting you the guy that's in colorado full-time sit there and and find the values for them which is in my mind is a very viable successful option where somebody could just plug and play they don't have to do anything else except check their phone and see an alert come through that says take the seattle seahawks plus seven early in the day on Monday, whereas if they would have waited till post because they're working and they're too busy to check their account and they see it at six, yeah, I'm not talking about the outcome of the game, but the line was off by a, a point at some point in the day. So we do the work for you. That's all we, you could expect from somebody that is actually trading their own money. That is the biggest emphasis with our product that most people don't have. Dave is trading yeah, and, and, uh, his own it was, money. It was, it was seven, it was seven, almost flat everywhere. And sharp market indicators had the plus six and a half more juice. Some of the top secret places I look at, and so I knew, okay, this is probably going to move. It's not always right, but in the long run, it is. That's What's a still huge guessing right there. there. You're, you're still yeah, guessing well, the steam. You're, you're, you're well, following the sharp yeah. money. It's still, I mean, well, yeah, when you're dealing with numbers. Going, somebody else is tipping off their hand first. I yeah. mean, you're not really copying. They're sharp books. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're, you're copying, in a sense, 
the sharp money from the books that don't back winners out. So you're you're still taking a really good guesstimate of how the money is going to move, and it that's that's like it is with the stock market. You're predicting the outcome of the stock because you're doing your homework. That's that's how it works. So you're you're getting in early, and you're and most of the time, I'd say, I mean, especially on the lines that we saw over the last couple of weeks, you're getting that better number, and that's all that matters, right? Yep, that's correct. Yeah, you're summing it all up. You guys don't need me anymore. You you got it down. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> like I see. I see the work. I see the work that you're doing on Saturdays, man. I can't do any of it. So, uh, trust me. I see it. I see it in real time. Um, I, I'm well aware of what's going on, and and something that I don't have personally. I'll tell you myself. Just like the guys that I turn away on mentorship. I don't have the time to do it. I have to talk to clients. I run a business. I'm trying to have time for everything. One thing I do not have is to sit in front of screens and monitor Don Best all day, every day to see where I can find Mark. I just don't have to do it. But that's why I have you. You're, you're the catalyst. You're the brains behind the operation. I'm just the guy that gets to tell the client, don't bet Seattle at 6 o'clock. I mean, at, uh, at 6 o'clock on 6 or 6 and a half and then get the heat the next day because they won the game outright. That's me. That's my job. I mean, I'll stick to doing me, and you do you. <laughs> listen, listen. we got like 14 minutes left. First of all, last week, I don't know if everybody can remember, free winners, I gave out Seattle as the free winner. I won that game. Do you two remember? I can't remember what you two guys said. I can't remember. No, he won. I think he won. I lost. I, I think I took Arizona. You took Arizona, and I think under. he had the under in Buffalo and the Rams. That was that right. Was, I had the, I had the Thursday one. night under, correct? Fifty-three. That right. Right. Okay. Three. All right. So let's talk about some some moves this week. So Kansas City opened at two and a half, is now four across the key number of three. I'm just running through these real quick. Um, yeah, Mike, you good. went to that's Baltimore's good. Baltimore's home. Um, I mean, what do you real quick? What do you say about Tampa Bay, Kansas City, and Buffalo? I mean, it's like these Tampa Bay is, is Tampa Bay just going to be unstoppable, or is it, I mean, in terms of you're going to get a lot of value fading Tampa Bay because they're going to overvalue. Well, you say that they're, they didn't have a they didn't have a great performance last week. Nobody yeah, cares. They didn't look that sharp. Score. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say two and a half against the Saints is overvalued. You know, no, I, I, I don't, don't think so either. That's a big deal. Yeah, but you I think mean, can, do you think Kansas City is? I don't. I don't. Well, four. They're a little bit better. Yeah, maybe that one. I don't know. And who was the third team? Buffalo. That one's overvalued. Tennessee right. getting too many. So that's too many. I think Green Bay's overvalued. Laying ten at home versus Chicago. I mean, right. especially I think Denver's overvalued against Houston getting t- lane ten. I mean, the, those double digits. I, I I don't see enough from especially green. And again, I'm I'm overlooking last it's week they lost outright. They, sorry, yep. Sorry to interrupt, but the the emotional edge is really there though. The Packers lost to Minnesota, and then Chicago had the game of their life. I mean, this is a letdown spot like crazy. But the other one, Tennessee. Tennessee lost to the lot. Giants. 
Right. Yeah, no, that's a good spot. The Tennessee spot is a definitely a unit and a half players, uh, you know. But yeah, the Bears one. I mean, they're probably going to lose by thirty. <laughs> I hate to say it, but it's just a standard flat spot in week two. Unless the Packers just aren't very good, but ten is. I mean, I'm not going to. Well, let's talk. I'm not going to well, watch that talk, game. Let, but yeah, let, I don't think they're very good. With the Bears there, I mean, you don't feel good. Fourteen nothing right away. Probably. No, I don't. I don't. I don't like either one. Uh, I think last week the Bears beat up on a team like the San Francisco 49ers with a quarterback in his first ever start in a very favorable weather matchup game. It was raining. It, it played to the strengths of the Bears, and it took away what San Fran had, which is lose their starting running back for quarterback in his first NFL, NFL game, a lot of rain, confusion. So, yeah, I, I don't feel comfortable with the Bears. But I also don't think the Packers, I mean, going well, into it, they, they're just not that good. Well, let's flip it the other way. Seattle just wins. San Fran just loses. San Fran goes from 8.5 to 9.5, giving Seattle no respect. I still think yeah. I like Seattle in the matchup because I don't think San Fran's that very good. I don't think they have a good I quarterback. Don't like, I, just, I, just, I don't like this, these spots – I, I, they're just scary spots. They're 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 letdown spots. Other teams and how about Denver? They're traveling with they're traveling with Dave Miller. Dave, Dave and the team are traveling back to Denver. They go now. They're laying ten against Houston. <laughs> <laughs> they're laying ten against. Uh, yeah, I think you're you're doing the same. Me and Dave are both on the same value here, which is we don't like the spots. I don't. Like we the spot, we no. just. But I mean, we don't I mean, like the spot no, you just kick back, let everyone bet it, and go, all right, all right, the must-wins already factored in here. It's already moved a lot. Let's bet it. But you're not fist-pumping. With Tennessee, you are. They're coming off a loss here in 10. That's a great, that's a great one. I mean, now, um, now that we're some, talking about this stuff, how about, how about I'll ask you guys, what about Dallas? Now that they don't have a well, quarterback. I was ask you, did you see the seven opening and a half. number? Went for... <laughs> well, you know that. The quarterback's out. And I – but it's I think that. he's worth okay. four. He's worth four easily. Am I wrong, Dave? Yeah, no, standard. Dak Prescott's spot. worth four. Yeah, standard though, but not that much. That's a standard spot. You know, so the line flipped from Lemon Lane close. two to now the the line moved nine and a half points based on the quarterback. Yeah, no, that, that everyone's solid on Dallas there. And then the public on on Cincinnati. It's similar to the Monday Night Football game. And then whatever happens. So I'm gonna. So Dave, let me ask you. I just got a text. A question. How much of the early movement do you allocate to professional betters versus public uh, betters this early in the week? It's only Wednesday, and you're seeing these huge moves. I'm looking at the Rams, 13 down to 10. Like, how much is is most of this emotional reaction off what they? Saw? It's the public betting early, or is it the syndicates? taking a position early and then maybe coming back on the other side at post. It's usually sharp In the NFL. money, anything bad early. Yeah, anything. Got it. It's it's usually sharp money, anything bad early. Uh, I mean, because you really, really can't have too much public money I mean, this early compared to sharper guys. I mean, you might have more dollars, but in terms of market influence, it's the sharper guys that are moving the numbers right now.
So when you see these uh, huge moves about like the quarterback for in the Cincinnati Dallas game that you're saying that move is actually technically a sharp move early, pushing it from set, pushing it the other way. Or do you think it's an overreaction game? No, it's just the overreaction. No, that's just the overreaction. Got it. it. Yeah. That's not. Yeah. No, everybody there at eight, it's seven and a half and eight has the same mentality. Hopefully this gets better. Let's check for sharp market or sharp books. And if you see money starting to come in on the Cowboys early, don't miss the eights and seven and a half. You don't want to lose the half off of seven there. That's what everybody's thinking. You want you want that half on seven, off of seven. But you're hoping it somehow goes to ten, and then you're also in the back of your mind going, well, even if it does move down a little bit, it can still go back up. It is... An afternoon Sunday game. So you're always looking at the time slot, too. If it's mm. the Monday night game, you can gamble and kind of wait a little bit, just hoping it goes back. Sunday night game, a little bit less likely to go back. And then, the, obviously, the the Sunday morning game, you, you'd be more likely to play that one earlier because the handle would be lower in that one, so less public money in the early uh, Sunday games, but the Monday night games, you can gamble more. It's just I I just knew that that Cal, or that Seahawks one wouldn't go to seven and a half. Every sharp book in the world had six and a half or six and a half more juice, basically six. So I, I just knew okay, got to fire the seven now. Here. So yeah, it's just there's the whole formula, obviously. And we, the good thing is we, we tell everybody, or we'll, we'll tell everybody when to fire. It's a service that we exactly. provide. And we got our money in good last week. It's all you can hope for in this business. Sometimes you get your money in bad in certain spots, still cover. Sometimes you get it in good, get blown out. But like Mike said, which uh, three times already in the show, it's just all about the price and getting your money in good, and then, then it all falls where you where you should make a profit, where you will make a profit over a big enough sample size. Well, theoretically, yes, some, but it's. I'm trying to figure out how to, these clients yeah, still find to. a way to lose. I mean, Dave, you <laughs> wouldn't telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. These guys just don't get it. I get guys that called me yesterday, and somehow they they managed to lose. Well, you know, I had this five teamer in there, and then, then I fired out some more, and then I fired out some more, and then you didn't have a play for me on Friday, so I just did my own stuff. And it's like they just can't help themselves. And at some point, something's got to click and say, you know what? My way is probably not efficient. I don't have any sort of process or method except looking at a couple statistics, looking at the against the spread records, and, and watching Sports Center and figuring it out how to make a winner out of this ticket. And it just doesn't matter. I mean, I have guys, I have friends of mine personally that completely stopped doing their manual Saturday morning, Sunday morning handicapping, and they just go to me directly, and I give them the right prices on games, and they're just like, man, this is so much easier. I don't have to stress about it. I don't have to worry about doing much. It makes my life. That's what we do. We make your life easier 
easier. The process is going to work long term. I don't sit here and, like I said, jump up and down when we had a winning week. It it was great. I believed. I believed in the plays every time. Look, even with you, Dave, every time you go into it, you expect to win. Does it always come out to our liking? No, but you truly believe in it that you made the right selection based on your process. And over time and over these years, you don't keep firing away the numbers that you keep firing away if you're not being profitable. You just would be broke. You wouldn't be able to consistently have a, a honeypot that – and a bankroll that just never goes to zero. You know, if you're winning, you're constantly reinvesting your money. But if you were losing constantly, you wouldn't just have unlimited funds to do so. So obviously you're doing something that is working, but it's only working if you follow it 100%. If you deviate from it and you bet your own games, you're probably going to find a way to lose. So hopefully to the new listener, stop betting your own game. Stop not trying to treat it like a business. The losing hobby gets old after a season or so. Hopefully we can make you a believer. So like I said, we've mentioned this before. We don't hype up games. We don't sell picks. But if you want to learn how to do any of these different strategies, go to betlikedave.com and you'll have the pleasure of talking to me, nobody else. There's no salesmen that work here. You talk to me direct. This is uh, operation designed for success, and it's not going to happen overnight. So, again, go to betlikedave.com. You'll hear my beautiful voice on the other end of the phone, and we'll, I'll put you in the best optimal position to be successful. And they yeah, don't even perfect. have to what pay to hear your voice? I think we got to give the what? free plays. I think we have a minute left. The free yes. plays, people want that because you, you can't offer that once. And then, okay, I'll, I'll give mine Tennessee – you guys go. Tennessee plus 10. Right, John. Flat 10 everywhere. I'm fading the uh, Ravens. I'm taking Miami. Sorry, Mike. Plus wow. Three and a half. Okay. That's, yeah, that's, that's... Wow. I'm <laughs> definitely not on that. I okay, did not yours? expect that. I'm going to run out of, I'm gonna have to run out of the back door after the radio show. I'm, ahead, take, I'm, taking, I'm taking the dog at home, Pittsburgh... Getting a point and a half. Okay, I can see that one. <clears throat> so we got you know, I like down, home, so I you know how I love home dogs, Dave. I love me, home let dogs. Me, let, me see, let, me, let me let me let me say one thing. One that's not really a home dog. I mean, it kind of is it, it, by definition, but not really. Two in week two, you really there's the most overreaction on one week, week one to week two. So you, exactly. In the long run, you want to look. Take the teams that are off the loss, fading the teams that won. Especially when you can get a bigger number. That's my betting tip for the day. Yep. And let's end it on that note. We'll be back next week. Another great episode, sportsinsiderradio.com.